You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting here in Tower, Minnesota, St. Martin's Catholic Church. He may have been the quietest man in the Bible, but his leadership as a husband and father is unsurpassed. And our next guest, Father Donald Calloway, is going to tell us about a special consecration to St. Joseph that begins this Sunday, and we'll preview an upcoming visit to our local area. So, Father Calloway, good morning, and thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, my friend. It's, uh, it's great to be with you. Oh, absolutely. And you have a pretty amazing faith journey, and we'd... Uh, would need many hours to talk about that, but tell us some ways that the Lord spoke to you as you journeyed uh, towards Him. Yeah, well, I wasn't raised, you know, a Catholic, and I lived a very tumultuous uh, teenage years and young adult life, and then I had my, what I call, divine two-by-four experience. God, you know, whacked me over the head with the truth, and I fell in love with them, and uh, got a call to be a priest, and studied for 10 years, been a priest for 16 years now, and uh, God is good. I mean, there's mercy for everyone. I tell you, if, if God can do what He did for me, um, uh, I tell you, there's uh, there's so much grace waiting for everyone. Father, this is uh, Father Nick Nelson. Um, where are you, where are you stationed? What's what's your assignment these days? Yeah, so I'm in the, a religious community called the Marian Fathers, and we have a house okay. in Steubenville, Ohio. Um, Steubenville is its own diocese. We live about a mile from the, the famous Franciscan University. Uh, we have our own religious house uh, in Steubenville. It's a, it's a really dynamic house. Oh, wonderful. And we are hoping uh, to have you speak a little bit about St. Joseph. I know it's a little ways away, but uh, we're talking, to, or his feast day is a little ways away, but we want to talk to you because uh, we're, we're interested in this, this wonderful um, idea and, and consecration. So can you tell us some uh, maybe the most amazing quote um, from St. Joseph we have? <laughs> well, we don't have any from, from St. Joseph himself, of course. Uh, he's uh, the greatest saint after the Blessed Virgin Mary, and yet, you know, he never said one word in the New Testament. Um, wow. And for him, of course, it means that actions speak louder than words. And and that's what, uh, you know, I just wrote this new book um, called Consecration to St. Joseph, and it really is the first book of its kind, because, you know, many of us are familiar with consecration to Mary, uh, whether it's through St. Louis de Montfort, St. Maximilian Kolbe, and there's many other books out there, which are great. Um, and I thought to myself a few years ago, is there a book like this, is there a program like this, a 33-day program where you really get to know St. Joseph, and, and there isn't. And I looked at even around, all around the world, and um, so I, I spent the last three years writing it, putting it together, and it's out. It's available now. It's called Consecration to St. Joseph, and wow. we even designed a website for it. So it's consecrationtostjoseph.org, and you can get the book, you can get the artwork associated with it, and uh, they're selling like hotcakes, my friends. Wow. I think I even saw um, Jim Caviezel interested in this. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so this, this is incredible. So, yeah. yeah, last year I was in the Holy Land with Jim Caviezel on a pilgrimage, and I showed him the manuscript, and he loved it. He said he would love to do it with his family, so I sent them wow. a preview copy 
And the Caviezel family was the first family to do it, kind of as an experiment, so I could get their feedback. And they loved it. And he said, I'll give an endorsement and put it on the back of the book. And so that's what we did. So, uh, yeah, the, the consecration to St. Joseph uh, has the endorsement of Jim Caviezel, which is wonderful. Yeah, it's nothing like um, having Jesus Christ himself, Jesus of Nazareth, you know, making a consecration <laughs> to St. Joseph in the book that you, you wrote. That's that's quite the endorsement there, Father. Yeah, um, can you tell us maybe... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, can you tell us maybe what, what do we know about Joseph? What, you know, this consecration, what, um, what will it do for the person as far as teaching them about Joseph and getting to learn more about him? Yeah, well, you know, if you look at the life of our Lord himself, when, when he came, took on human nature and came into this world, he came into, you know, uh, a, a situation where he had a, a mother, Mary, his, his, his biological mother, and then St. Joseph, his, you know, virginal father. St. Joseph was not his biological father, but nonetheless he was his real father in, in the sense of affection, love, and, and, and authority. And it says in the New Testament, that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature before God and man under the watchful care of Mary and Joseph. Well, if that happened for our Lord, we too are called to have Mary as our spiritual mother and St. Joseph as our spiritual father, so we can increase as well. And that's an interesting thing, because the name Joseph, the name itself etymologically means increase. So St. Joseph I call the increaser. If we want to grow closer to our Lord, St. Joseph will help us to do that, just like Our Lady does. So so now I think we need to start saying, to Jesus, through Mary, and Joseph, because together, oh, wow, what a dynamic duo to bring us closer to Jesus. You know, the, the first segment we had was with Dr. Ray, and we're talking about his experience with adoption, and um, I think sometimes we can poo-poo adoption, um, mm. but it's it's really not that case, especially in the time of Christ, right? I mean, adoption mm. meant, you know, that's why we have these genealogies of Joseph. And this is what I was learning more recently, especially, you know, this uh, past Christmas is with Jesus and Joseph's genealogy. In a sense, Jesus gets, he takes all that genealogy. It becomes his because of being adopted mm. by Joseph. That, that, that's so important. And even when we look at, uh, Right? We're not sons and daughters of God by nature. No, only Christ is that. Mm. We are sons and daughters by adoption. And, you know, mm. we could say, okay, yeah, just I'm adopted. Like, no, that you get all the benefits and all the responsibilities and all the graces and all the good things that come from mm -hmm. um, just as a natural born. And so we see that with Jesus being the adopted son of uh, mm. St. Joseph, right? I love that. Yes, indeed. You you said it so well, perfectly said there, because that's what happens. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's how we, we end up saying that, that Jesus is the son of David in that lineage, because yeah. most people believe that Mary was of that lineage, too, but it doesn't explicitly state that in the New Testament, whereas for Joseph it does. And so by adopting him, by taking him as his son, Jesus gets that whole lineage himself. And, and you know, I know this myself in my own life. I was adopted. Uh, okay. My stepfather adopted me, and I got his last name, which is Callaway. That's not my, you know, uh, heritage. I, I'm not Irish, like it sounds, but that's my last name now, and I love it. I'm honored to have it, because my stepfather is a good man, and um, 
it's a blessing for me. So you're right. Well said, because um, well, we, we too become sons and daughters of God the Father through that adoption. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. If you're just tuning in uh, with us, uh, we're speaking with Father Calloway here on Real Presence Live. And Father, as you were talking about, you said the, the translation or the meaning of uh, to increase to the Lord. I was just thinking in my mind in our world today, so many people are just looking for role models and influences around that, you know, this, this great people of honor and uh, superstars and millionaires. And then I was just like contrasting that with St. Joseph. So here you have this man who even throughout scriptures, there's not a lot written, but he humbly does his duty and increases the sense of like, Lord, I just, I want what you want. Doesn't that seem like that's a better role model for our world today than what we're kind of seeking after this high honor, pleasure, power? Uh, What does St. Joseph teach us about our role in this world? Yeah, that's a great point. And, And you're right. I mean, you know, the ultimate goal of life is is to get to heaven and to be with God face-to-face for all eternity, a joy that we just can't even imagine. Um, and, you know, there's there's nothing wrong, of course, with, with sports or with acting or things like that, but sometimes in the modern world they've turned it into idols, uh, or they've it's become twisted. It's, it's never meant to be what it's kind of become in many instances. And I think that if we look to St. Joseph, we can realize that you don't have to have a trophy for everything that you do in this world. You don't have to feel like you have to be the next superstar or somebody who, you know, is, is so well-known on the television set. St. Joseph, and this is what amazes me, this is incredible, the greatest saint after Mary, of course, was not a bishop, a pope, or a priest. He was a layman, St. Joseph. That's extraordinary. He's an ordinary guy, like most people. You know, most Catholic men are not priests. You know, uh, they're, they're, they're called to marriage. And so in St. Joseph, we see his example of just being an ordinary man, a, a daily routine of providing for his family, um, you know, a man of few words. But he's the greatest. And so I think that we need to look at that example um, and, and contemplate that, that the greatest man to ever walk among us, after our Lord, of course, was was a layman. That's extraordinary. Yeah, it's wonderful, Father. Well said. Um, with these consecration, I'm sure there's different reflections in there and stuff. Um, where do these reflections come from? Your own prayer? I mean, say a little bit uh, about that. What do you, um, in fact, <laughs> maybe you could, one of my questions, you know, kind of debate about, okay, how old was Joseph? You know, what's, do you have any sort of thoughts or insights into that? What are your thoughts on, you know, getting a, a more in-depth grasp of who this this man is? Yes. So in the book, Consecration to St. Joseph, I base it on the framework of the litany of St. Joseph, and that's where we come to know many of his titles and his, his privileges and honors. And in those titles, you hear titles like, uh, pillar of families, glory of domestic life, guardian of virgins, terror of demons. That's one of his titles. And, yeah. and so I said to myself, you know, was he old or was he young? And because a lot of the artwork or statues of him, he looks like he's about 95 years old and about <laughs> to die, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't look like a staff he's carrying, but a cane. You know, it's like <laughs> this guy is just a few hours short of a nursing home. You know, what, what's up with that? So yeah. 
the reason that people did that was to protect the virginity of Mary. They wanted to make sure people didn't think that there was anything that happened in the marriage as far as conjugal relations, that it was a pure, you know, virginal marriage. Okay, good intentions, but it left us with an image of St. Joseph that's not true, because the, the Catholic Church has never said that St. Joseph is old. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you look at it, um, from the things that were demanded of him, all the walking, the working, laboring, being a carpenter and a stonemason, which is really what he was, uh, tecton is the official term, he would have had to have been a young, strong, robust man. And I actually did the math. You know, three times a year, all the men in Judaism were required to walk to Jerusalem for the Jewish ceremony. So for 30 years, three times a year, St. Joseph had to walk to Jerusalem. If you add all that up, the mileage, St. Joseph walked around the planet. That's how much he would have had to walk. No old man is going to do that. So I talk about that in the book, and I have great quotes from Fulton Sheen, uh, St. Jose Maria Escriva, Mother Angelica as well, about St. Joseph being young rather than old. It's good stuff. I agree with that, that Father. And I was going to mention St. Jose Maria Escriva. You know, he has a great um, homilies on in Joseph's workshop that way, and as well as taking Mary, you know, pregnant to Bethlehem and then going to Egypt and mm -hmm. back. I mean, <laughs> you can't be, yeah. you know, on your deathbed, you know, taking care of a family <laughs> that way. And I, I love, as you say, that chastity, this is what Jose Maria speaks about, chastity is, is, is a great young, healthy virtue, you know? You don't have to mm -hmm. be old to, to practice that. And uh, That's you're, right. you're so right. So this consecration, what, you know, you mentioned 33 days, it's, you know, kind of takes mm -hmm. off, you know, these other different types of consecrations. Can you speak the, the practicals of this, um, whether single, mm -hmm. you do it by yourself or the group or, yeah. Right. Yeah, so it can be done as an individual or you can do it as, as a family. It, and it's, it's got a group format in the book itself. So you don't have to buy any additional manuals or workbooks or videos. It's got all of that in there for a group as well, for the questions and answers and the format. And you meet for the 33 days. If you're doing it by yourself, it takes about 15 minutes a day. If you're doing it in a group, you know, you meet once a week for an hour, hour and a half. And you just really unpack the litany of St. Saint, Saint Joseph, and you, you get to really know him. So at the end of it, you're just so enthused to entrust yourself to his spiritual care. Yeah, it's wonderful. And then how, Father... You mentioned this sense of getting closer to Joseph, and mm. how do we grow, grow closer to Joseph and learn from him? I'm just thinking, you know, in my experience, I'm a father of six children. Maybe there's many mm -hmm. fathers out there that are, are listening today, and, you know, our own experience in our world today is we've lost some sense of what fatherhood looks like, or maybe we're trying to strive to be good fathers, good husbands uh, right. in our families, but we just don't quite get there, or we struggle with like, what, what can St. Joseph teach us as a father, as a husband, as a caretaker for our Lord? What yeah. does he reveal to us, and what does he teach us as fathers and husbands, and even in our families? Well, I think the greatest thing that he teaches us is virtue, uh, because that's something the world has forgotten today, and um, we need to get back to that. So when you look at that litany of St. Joseph, it, it expounds upon his his virtues, you know, that he was a just man, that he was patient, that he was prudent, that he was zealous, that he was faithful, that he was obedient, that he was pure. All of these things, I think, will help men especially, but everyone, of course, but men especially, because you're right. Today, so many men, 
they're confused about what manhood is. What does it mean to be a father? And then sometimes, sadly, in the world today, as soon as they try and maybe exercise their manhood in, in, in a way, the culture emasculates them and says, hey, now, that's toxic. Don't do that. You know, and that, so men are somewhat timid today to, 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 to be like what was considered to be a man of old, you know, and so St. Joseph, I think, as the model of workmen, as the model father, uh, can be that example for us, even me, as a spiritual father, as a priest, to be able to say, am I taking care of the beauty that's been entrusted to me like St. Joseph took care of his wife and his son, our Savior? Am I, you know, compassionate? Am I loving? Am I available to the souls entrusted to my care? And I think that uh, married men and fathers, husbands, uh, fathers can ask that too, and look to St. Joseph for that model. Father, uh, St. Joseph, as you say, is such a great model for men, for husbands, for for fathers. And I, I got to think, um, you know, your personal story, especially um, being, being adopted, uh, reminds me of um, St. John Paul II and then also St. Andre Bessette. You know, both of them, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with this, they, they both lost their parents at a younger age. And both of them said they took mm -hmm. Mary and Joseph you know, as their parents. So they lost their biological parents and they look to, you know, Mary and Joseph as their, their parents and uh, have grew up and were, were able to really um, say that their growth and a lot of what came to them, the good and the blessings, you know, were because of Mary and Joseph. Did you have uh, anything like that on a personal level, especially with St. Joseph? Yeah, well, I did, because, um, you know, even though my parents converted to Catholicism and my stepfather is, you know, a very devout Catholic, you know, nonetheless, I, I knew that when I had my conversion that I, I really needed, you know, St. Joseph in my own life if I was being called to be a priest uh, to help me, you know, in the difficulties, because, you know, not every day is exciting and dynamic. There's some days that are difficult and the cross is heavy. Um, and I think that having that presence of a loving spiritual father with me at all times, because my, my biolo biological father is deceased, and my stepfather, you know, I don't live with him, so I can talk to St. Joseph anytime. He's always there for me, and that's so reassuring for me um, and helping me, and so I, I'm extremely grateful for that. Great. Father, we've got about 30 seconds left, and just uh, how can people get involved in this consecration? They're listening, they, they, want to, they want to look at doing this, like how can they get involved? Yeah, so the best way right now is go to that website, which is consecrationtostjoseph.org, um, and get the book, and um, you can do the program anytime. Amazon is sold out right now. They, they, they keep selling out. Oh. They can't keep them in stock. They'll get them again, but uh, go to consecrationtostjoseph.org, and you can get the book there. You can get the e-book there as well. Wonderful. We've been speaking with Father Donald Calloway. Father, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Many blessings on all that you're doing, and, and we just pray through the intercession of St. Joseph uh, that so many men, women, families, all people are drawn closer to Jesus through the intercession of St. Joseph. So thank you for being with us. Thank you. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Father Calloway. All right. Up next, it's Straight Talk. You can call 877-795-0122. Uh, now, as we head to break, uh, Father Nick is looking forward to your questions. We'll be back with the last half hour of Real Presence Live in just a moment. Stay with us.